Okay, good morning, everybody. Thank you for coming to the Shear. We're going to pick up right away. We're going to get right to it because we got a lot to do today. And thank you, Ariana. Thank you. On the pages that you, I gave out, it's Daf Kuf Mem Tet. In the Sefer that you have, I actually don't know what page it is. It's just right after the teaching that we did from Likutei Maharan. So if you have the Sefer, uh, what's that? Kuf Mem Bet in the Svarim. Kuf Mem Bet in the Svarim. Okay. Okay, everyone found it? Kuf, kuf Mem Tet on the handouts and Kuf Mem Bet in the actual Svarim. All right. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. This is a. This has been a one. A beautiful, long, continuous ma'amar. Ma'amar shalom. Gavad, we need to grab on to divrei Torah in the morning like this morning. Just grab onto it. Hide there. Hide within the words of the Torah. They're the greatest protection in the world. So hopefully, we'll be able to just stay focused and aligned with with the, the true inner meaning of what it means to be alive today. The last thing that we learned in the small print was a, not a whole teaching, but a chunk of a teaching from Likutei Maharan, where Rabbi Nachman discussed the need to have compassion on our, remember? On our, on our bodies, not our souls, in this sense, but rather invite our bodies into the, world, into the moments of Kedusha. I think the example we gave was to look at your feet. Remember, we were looking at our feet last week. Then I asked you to look at your feet later in the day. Did anyone look at their feet at a certain point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? You're looking at feet? <laughs> Not only feet. hands. Yeah? Amash. So that's what we were speaking about last week. And now Rav Kluger is now, he's going straight to, it hit us where it, hurt, where, where it, where it hurts and feel good. Like, I, once, I always quote this one line from... Uh, it's weird to say his name in a sheer, but Bob Marley has a line in his song. It says, one good thing about music is that when it hits, you feel no pain. So the only good thing about Torah is that it always hits, and it never, it, it never feels like pain. It feels, it feels, thank you. It feels like, yeah, mamash. What's that? Like True fact, mamash, like a medicine. And this is, this is one of these types of learnings this morning, where, where Rav Kluger now is going to say this, let's figure out why is it that it's hard for us to look in the mirror? Like, why is it that when we look at our physicality, why, why is it always the stira? Why is it always so confusing? Why is it so difficult? I want to jump right into Rav Kluger's words. You see where it says, HaChet kadmon, The primordial sin? HaChet kadmon gorem la'adam shelo yisbol et atzmo. You know why we have such a hard time not tolerating ourselves? It's not really our fault. <laughs> It's not really awful. There's someone to there's someone to, to to blame. Brother Adam, Adam Arishon. Okay, he's he's a, he's a shtickle. He's a little bit achray. We look at Adam Arishon. We're like, you know, you're a little bit you're a little bit achray. You're a little bit responsible for the fact that I have such a warped way of experiencing myself, of, of looking at myself. But you got to pay a lot of attention to this. Not that it's such deep deep words. It's such a deep concept what we're going to see. You have a person looks at a, at a picture. 
see a picture of yourself, you know, you go to someone's house, they have a magnet from the Simcha, and you're on that magnet, and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they, that's what they look at every... No? <laughs> no, I have, I have a, a bunch of friends, they have all these magnets for all the Simchas, and you're like, you know, it's because they put it up on their thing. You wouldn't necessarily chosen to have that picture of you up in your home, but they took you and put them on their fridge or on their door. You're like, what do I do with that? That's such a weird thing, you know? And you're almost like, oh my God, that's what they think of me. Like that image is what they think of me. And the truth is, is that quite often people, when they, if like we close our eyes and be like, who do you see when you see me? You'd be like, no, 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 close your eyes. Don't look at that image. Don't look at that person. As if then. Go, go, go to a different place. So here he says, where you see there's an image of you and your heart, your heart gets chamutz, gets sour. I really don't like, I don't like that vision. I don't like what that looks like. This is what I look like. This is what other people see when they look at me. You sense that the way and the manner where that you live your pnimius, between you and yourself, and the way that you are projected and are seen to other people, they are two completely perceptions different perceptions of reality. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes when you're so disgusted with yourself inside, you're shocked that anyone wants to be in your presence. You're shocked that anyone has anything to get from what, from, from, from you. And you start to wonder, like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Why would this person want to, why, why would this person want to hang out with me? When I'm going through my own, you know, my own internal struggle. And they're not crazy. They're not, they're not Meshuggah. And yet, I would never choose to want to spend time with me if I didn't have to at that moment, right? It's like, if you ask me, I'd never voluntarily choose to hang out with me. Sort of, Klug is pointing out here something really, really, and it's, it's so true. Men, women, it's, 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 it's always like this. Teenagers, very much like this as well. Where there's two different, there's two different things going on. At every stage in life, aside from like being a toddler, this thing, this thing develops. Now, this is why this is not a sheer where we realize, oh my God, we're we're we're, we're so dark. He's describing a, a mahalach that almost anyone that's going through this world and notices a little bit of pneumius realizes, wait, this is shniachat zelo. This doesn't add up. Something, something's wrong over here. Why would you? You know, thank God that uh, you know, on Shabbos there's no video. I mean, there is a uh, a camera, but we, you know, but thank God that like on Shabbos there's no cameras uh, capturing images or videos because there's like we go through so many different things on Shabbos, and you know, personally speaking, I could definitely try to remem- remember so many moments where you have to speak because you have to speak, and Malasot part of the gig. But in, what was going on inside was a total seara. A total storm, but you know you have to. And 
And you even know that maybe there was a good Nikuda that came out with what you said. But you wonder, like, why, why, would any, why would anyone want to be around that? You know, and it's such an internal struggle. And this Rav Kluger is going to say, you're not crazy. It, may, it sounds like, this is like, a, it sounds like this is a, what do you call it? When a person is portraying a certain image, but inside it's completely not. What's that? And by the way, you brought that up before, Nachon imposter syndrome. This is a very clear uh, teaching explaining to us what are the roots of this? How could this be? Like what you see should be what you get, right? And it, it's it's so complicated, but he's he has a, he has a very clear path here. Next paragraph, I see in this outer, uh, you know, visual of myself. You're, you're you're not really telling it the true story of what's going on with you. You start to sense regarding yourself a detest, tiuv, verichuk, and so far from this imposter. The same thing that you'd feel about someone else that you feel is so is such an imposter as well. You start feeling that about yourself. This is similar to what happens to a person that gets very uh, embarrassed when they when they pass by a mirror and they're like, "What? <laughs> what in the what is this?" And the, the other voice, which we're going to try to figure out, is saying, "This is ex- this is you. This this is exactly you. There's such tension going on inside. What is going on over here?" I'm not just suffering because of how I'm looking like, what I'm looking like in the eyes of the public, but also there's no one around, just me in the mirror, and I can't stand, I can't tolerate what I'm looking at. I have an inner resistance, opposition, towards what I look like on the outside. And it's better for a person like this, that generally speaking, they, they, they be, you become an introvert you, introvert, you become a hermit. If you ever, ever post a picture, it's maybe just like from here till here, <laughs> tons of effects, tons of, uh, tons of filters, but Sheva can teach you how to do the whole Zach, right? Um, and you're not you're not giving any more than that because more than that would be like that would be disgusting, right? Meanwhile, you're on that person's fridge and it's the, the that photographer didn't ask you, okay, get really close, but I just get from here to here, and the whole use there, you feel so threatened by that but full image. What's that? They'll be out of business. This guy, I'm sorry, the sweet chaver that do it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that, that everything else was so mocked on that, that actually, we're not. It's a very interesting, it's a funny thing, you know? The more that I think about it, it's actually pretty insane. That you, I mean, it's... it's that we don't. Huh? No, no, and it's good that we do it. It's just, when you think about how everyone's so protective all the time, that Indian is just like, whatever, you know? And, and, mo- and hopefully I want people, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. I'm saying it's a good thing. It's just, it's, it's crazy that we're totally cool with that because inside we have no idea what's going on, you know, inside a person. You can see them sitting there smiling at a simcha 
inside they think, I'm never going to feel real amongst the person that I'm hugging, right? Or they're never going to really, if they actually knew the real me, they'd never want to put their arm around me. And that's what's going on in your mind. And, and, this, and that's the moment that that moment is captured, right? Not always. Sometimes I'm saying. Anyway, the, the point here is just to say that sometimes, not, quite often, there is such an internal struggle between the person and the way that they look at themselves. We spoke about this a lot. This is very true. And this is all, remember, in the context of a ma'amar called ma'amar shalom We want to create a situation that there's actual shalom bias going on inside of us. That when I see myself, I get an image of myself, I can walk anywhere in the world, and nothing could ever take away from me the sense of serenity when I look at myself, when I look at my, a picture of me, or when I see myself in the mirror. That would be, that would be Gan Eden. That would be Gan Eden. So the question is, obviously, this whole concept of what does atzmi really mean? And he has his own take on it, Rav Kluger, as to how to choose to look at ourselves. So look at this. By me, it's the next page on the handouts. Lichora. We've got to understand what's going on over here. Each person does love themselves to a certain extent. And how do we know this? What's the proof? When someone speaks down to you and hurts your feelings, what, what's the, if you didn't love yourself, then what would you say to the person? You're right. <coughs> More. <laughs> For sure. Come, totally. Like, absolutely. Then the person would be like, what? I just ripped you. And like, yeah, more. <coughs> Sometimes you have clever like that. That's, a, that's an extreme, okay? But generally speaking, when someone does touch that nakuda inside and they insult us, and they, what he says over here, mafchit me'erki, those are very important words. That means they lessen from my value, right? Or they attempt to lessen from my value. The proof that I love myself to a certain extent is that it hurts. That's a sign that you don't really detest yourself. It hurts. Keep that in mind. Or keep that in your heart. Okay? Even if you decide, you know what, I'm going inside, I'm being going to be silent. What's going on in your inner chatterbox? That person doesn't know what they're talking about. Right? Now, when you, when, when you start to say that person doesn't know what they're talking about, that's code word for, I love me. You just don't, it doesn't sound like that. I love myself, not in a bad way. I'm, I'm saying this in a very, like, not only a good way, in a sense, like a, a proper, a holy way. Could be denial too. Was it? Could be denial too. Uh, it could be total denial, that's not the point, but the point is that you do, you may even somewhere deep and down inside agree with the person, but as long as it hurts you, he says that's proof that you do love yourself and you don't hate yourself and you don't really agree with that person fully. In, you know, I was, except the, this, this is bringing up a point, I was working on this piece yesterday from Reb Shlomo Parshas Dvarim. You know, Mishneh Torah, the last Sefer of the Torah is all basically, Chazal say, Tochecha, it's like rebuke, right? Heavy, it's a heavy thing. The Bali Musa would learn Sefer Dvarim all year long. This is going to even sound weirder. I don't, know, I don't know if the guy was pulling my leg or not, but I once sat next to a former Chavir Knesset. A total 
freak, okay? At a Shabbaton somewhere. Guys, of course, he's been arrested, please. I'm a Meshuggah guy. And he said to me, and I, I still don't know till today if he wanted to do Arashimoti, and it wasn't Tzayfet Varim, it was during like the Shabbos before Hanukkah. And he said to me, Meaning, is like the Sefer that when you read it, it puts you in your place, right? So Reb Shlomo was teaching Alpi Hasidus, how was Meshur Rabbeinu rebuking Am Yisrael? So he said, there's two ways to rebuke someone. And they're both the words of meaning. They're both, you could say the same exact words. And one time you could tell someone, you were off here. You are off over here. You are off. Look what you did here. But there's another tzad that when you're able to tell someone, you're so, the real you is so holy and precious. Look how unfortunately you made yourself schmutzik in this place. Of course, that's not what you and I would want you to do, right? So the question is, when we look in the mirror, can we figure out to put on the corrective lens where we say what we see is not what we like, but in a manner that says to us, you don't really want this, you love yourself. That's what it means to have Rahmanis on your body. But sometimes, quite often, the other voice says, look what you did with this gift called you. Look what you did. And we walk around people's fridges and we see pictures and like, look what you just did over there. Or like... You know that. You know those eyes can't lie. You see the pain in, that, in those eyes. You know that can't be the MS. Why would you want to be, you know, let, let's, let's figure out a way that those eyes never appear again. It's two different ways, right? So it's, very, it's a lot of deep stuff over here. So Rav Kluger says, Where, this is so deep, where is this machshava atzmis, this inner way of thinking, this inner projection of thought, where does it come from, which separates you from you? Which causes you to feel like you're valueless. What's a better word? Worthless. Huh? Worthless. Where does this come from? How could it be? Like, like How could I be two different people? Will the real, right? How could, how could that be? My, my method, where does this come from that I'm able to actually be both at the same time? Why is it when I'm alone with myself? I can be like, you know what? I, I did something good over here. But then, But when someone compliments you on the thing that you actually feel good about when it's just you and, uh, you and you alone, and then someone comes and compliments you on that thing, that when you were alone with yourself, you took pride in, what's the natural response? Bidiuk. Bidiuk. It's weird. I've been so... I've been so makbid on this yesterday, uh, uh, in the last, since we started learning this. And any time, it's like such a deep avoda. I'm telling you, this is so bizarre why it's so hard to look at someone in the eyes and when they tell you something nice about you, to look at them and say, thank you. To really feel it. You're right. You're right. You're right. Not just to say it. 100%. It's a, it's a much harder avoda, but it has to start 
by saying thank you. It has to start somewhere. But to also, it's very true what you're saying. To also really say, you know, to inside, thank you. Yes. But he's, he's describing, he, he mentioned this in the beginning of the Mimer, that it's such a weird thing that so often people come up to us and say, you know what, that, that thing that you did and everything, like, I can't believe that you did this. It was nothing. If I was really, you know, if I was really holding, that would be nothing. I'd be doing this all day. And it's such a, it's such a trap. He's trying to detect the trap. How could it be that if it was just me alone with myself and I noticed, wow, that was, a, that was an amazing thing, that I could say, that was pretty cool. But when someone else points it out to me, my default is to shut that up in the name of, I don't know, Humility. False humility, or what else? In the name of, right? Like, but the, the right? But it's a fear of sounding conceited. It's a fear of sounding Always, when you go to the compare, be, that's very, very chazak. When you go to the comparison place, and Rashi doesn't make it easier for us because Rashi and Noach does that regarding you know Noach ish tzadik. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like the first time the Torah says about someone they're a tzaddik, boom! Right away, all of Chazal is slamming it. Ah, if he was in the door of Avram, it wouldn't be a tzaddik. So the Torah doesn't make it that much easier for us because the Torah does that that whole comparison, you know, Mishagaz, right then and there, right away. But but you know, there, there's a lot more. It's like when it's just me and I'm thinking it. It's my private domain. Something goes outside, then someone has an opinion on it. I don't trust it. It's, it's coming from outside. So I don't really trust it, even if it's the greatest thing in the world. So my natural tendency is to say, to, to suppress it. All right, suppress it. So to say, to start saying thank you. Like, I was thinking, I was learning this yesterday, I was thinking about this last night, I was with this, that Lechevra from, from your old stomping grounds. So they said to me, uh, they, they started singing, they said, I want, we want you to know, it was a very beautiful moment, they said, we want you to know, a few years ago, at our Sa'uda, we sang one nigun for three hours, he said to me. Three hours. And he said, and the Rav said, and join me. The Rav such a kite. He was playing guitar also. So he said, and if you know it, come and, come and join. Right? And he starts singing, and the, and the Chavir starts singing, Ay, da, 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 ay, ay, ay. Right? One of my nigunim. And I was wondering, as they were singing it, I was already saying, what is going to be my response when they stop singing? <laughs> and I knew we were going to learn this today, right? <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking, and then at a certain point I said, the, the best response would be for you to right now shut up, shut the chatterbox and start singing with them, right? And I started singing with them. And then at the end, I was so lost in the nigan, so I said, "That's a gewalt nigan, huh?" <laughs> and then, and then I said to them, "You know, if if I thought that like that was like mine, and it wasn't like you know ours, then it'd be pretty weird to say. And what a gewalt nigan that is, right? But I think it's ours, so I could say it's a gewalt nigan, right? But I think the deeper thing would be to say, like the deepest would have been to say." That's my nigun, and it's a gewalt. <laughs> you know? That's on the, but you got to be really... 
you got to be around people that are learning Rav Kluger all day long to understand that that's, <laughs> that that's like a, a tikkun of, of Dibur, you know, that's like a tikkun of Dibur. But these things happen to us all the time. You're definitely going to get a compliment today about something. Someone's gonna, everyone's going to get some kind of good word about something at a certain point if you interact with people. Oh, so good to see you. That's a compliment. You realize that? Good to see you is a compliment. But we start doubting, like, oh, that's just a figure of speech. Like, you know, what could you do with that? Yeah. The Voda is to say thank you and internalize it for ourselves or to say chasei Hashem. Like, recognize, like, wow, every, everything that I'm able to do in this world, and your ability to perceive that as something positive, that's all from Hashem. Mm-hmm. It's channeling through me, but... They feel very different. So I think that's the the destination, but I think that, and and that's definitely the last stop. There's a stop before that that we have to go through because that may still be deflecting and not dealing with. It's true though, 100%, because that's the emet la'amito. Like that's the highest form of truth. But on an avoda level, that's not the avoda. The avoda has to go through another tachana. There's another stop here on this train. And it's not so, it's not it's so pashur. What's that? It's a shtickle bypass. Yeah, yeah. It's a shtickle bypass and you got to go, you got to go through it. Yes. Along, along uh, similar lines. Like if I, if I just, you know, understand that this is how, it, how um, this other person's experience uh, coming from me landed on them. And, and that's just what, and it was a positive experience for them and Baruch Hashem. But it's not necessarily an, an objective uh, critique about myself. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a good feeling, and you would say yes. But to accept every compliment as absolute truth seems to me to be problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the question is why? Uh, the question is why is because we're always trying to be better. And the same way that we hear good things, we also hear bad things. And yeah, so- not necessarily to our faces as much. I don't know where you're hanging out. But <laughs> you have to, you have to move. You're, in, you're down. You're in the Iratika, right? Yeah. Me? I'm in Tema. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. 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 I don't know. Just come hang. Out. Let, let's. I. It's. I, I, no. 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 I'm not saying that everyone here is just saying good things to each other all day long. But I'm just saying, like, you, you'll probably be around. Pe- you're generally going to be around people when you're around people that you choose to be around. You hopefully the people you choose to be around are more, you know, they're more likely to say a compliment to you than something bad. But the the real emphasis of it is that that actually doesn't really matter because we're with ourselves more than we're with anybody else, right? And the question is, what are what are the compliments or the disses that are happening in that relationship when I look in the mirror? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think because we believe them more than the good than the good ones. I mean, yeah. they don't have to be in a usual situation. Like, let's just say uh, you parked someplace and you were visiting somebody and you didn't know you grabbed somebody's parking place and the person goes out and they start telling you what they think of you taking their parking spot. Right. Never happens in this in Eretz Yisrael. What <laughs> <laughs> Shelley, you want to say something? Hear more the negative from people is because it's a survival mechanism. Because 
good is great, but we need to know the bad. We need to know the danger. We need to know what's coming up. Yeah. We need to know what people yeah. think. The negativity bias. Yeah. The what? The negativity negati- bias. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That we're always on, we're on guard. We're on spilkas all the time. Nachon. So he, yeah, sorry. I'm sure it's so deep what you said, but I need to understand it better. Yeah, can you know? Say, say, I know. <laughs> so, it's like you were saying before about like how it's very hard to take compliments because when people say it, there's a part of us that's like, I don't really trust their judgment. Who's the person who doesn't trust their judgment? Me. So, we're saying that actually the way that I view myself is the most important, that like we have the final say. So, it actually. It's a ourselves, but it's also showing ourselves that we value our own judgment of ourselves over... Over there? Does that... So can that lead to the beginning of what he said over here, that that's a proof that I actually do love myself? Uh, so that's, that's very good. It just doesn't... Set, we don't... The thing is, is that we don't really interpret it like that, even though that's, that is what's happening. Our interpretation of it is something else. That... It's a, yeah, it's a double. Ne- it is. It's a double negative, which of course is a plus. But we get stuck in. We get stuck in like the minus between the minus, and not realize that you just flipped it over. Nachon. So Rav Kluger is going to explain why we're all sugar, Okay, like why can't it just be like we're. we're do you, do you see how hard we're working on trying to understand? Like why can't it just be that? Like, like. Let's try it right now. I'm so happy that each one, each of you got up and came to the shir this morning. That means so much to me and to the shul. <laughs> With the, now, but, but it's the truth. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're so full of yourself. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you see... You see, that's the, that's olamazeh. What just happened is like basically. I was kind of kidding. That's part of it, exactly, because you were also kind of kidding. I know, like that's part of like what 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 could this be? What God intended between human beings to relate like this to each other and to ourselves? And the answer is no. When did what? And and we'll go back to the beginning of Shir. Who's a little bit responsible for this? Adam Arishon. You notice that I'm putting blame. On Adam and not on Chava. It's unbelievable, right? But look look what Rav Kluger says. Shorshei advarim neutsin bechet kadmon. Neutz means it's like... Neutz... What's that? Like stuck in there. Stuck in to, to the first you know, primordial sin. Rishit yimei olam, the beginning of the world. Yesh machshava mesuyemet shelefamim hi achen meuchedet im kvaliyut anefesh. There are thoughts sometimes that are completely unified and united with the, the all of me, the all of my soul. And when that happens, like when I have a certain thought, a holy thought, a beautiful thought, a positive thought, and it encompasses the all of me, every aspect of me, as Yehudi shalem b'shalva, I'm complete, I have shalom bias. And what am I complete with? What am I inherently filled with? Serenity. Again, when I have a positive, beautiful thought about myself, 
that fully captures me. Fully captures me. These moments don't... Ha- Maybe they happen more often than I'm, than I'm aware of, but they happen, right? They happen. I have a thought, and the all of me. He says, Klaliyus HaNefesh is code word for like, Nefesh Ruch Neshama Chai all the aspects of the soul, all the different midos, everything about me is enwrapped, and that's me. And it's beautiful, and it's kevalt. And like all the darts of cynicism and sarcasm are not shot through, right? It usually happens when you have a, a precious moment when your child wants to display love to you. Like those are moments, those are big moments where like the, all of you is captured in that, that your child on their own bechira wanted to come and opened up their heart and soul to you and feel safe by you. Do you feel bad about yourself when your child feels that they run to you? It's the greatest thing in the world. You start to cry when they stop running to you. Right? Like Rabbi Shlomo once said, once a woman came to him and she said, I can't take it anymore. My kids at night, they cry for me throughout the night. I could barely sleep. And he said to me, I'm blessing you to remember every second they hear their cry that they're not going to cry for you one day, and chas v'shalom, they may be crying, go to someone else. So when they cry for you, like, as hard as that is, like, take that in for a second. So that's a very easy thing to, to detect and say, that's a moment of, like, I have such shalom bias inside of me that my child chooses to come to me, and we share that moment together. Those are moments like that. And he says, V'aza yudi shalom b'shalva. Sameach, I have semcha because I'm makir be'erko. I recognize my self-worth and my value. This is what I'm created for. I'm meant for this, right? ativit, his natural feeling, v'sichlo, and the intellect, meshulavim lemahut achat. They're combined to becoming one essence, one shared objective. Right? Again, this natural feeling that I have, and that this, intellectually, this adds up to me to be a good thing. It's all one. I'm fully consumed by the experience, which produces an amazing thought. No one can tell me anything from the outside that would make me think or feel otherwise about the moment that I'm in. There's nothing that can come from... And I, why? Because I am so not looking at myself or experiencing this moment from the outside. I'm experiencing fully from the inside, from the inner intellect and the inner emotion. That's, that's the ultimate shalom bias that happens inside a person. That's shalva, that's serenity. Ach, I hate that word. Because that's being like, that's like, but... Me'az chet adam harishon... From the time that Adam ate, of course, Chava didn't Adam ate from the tree of knowledge? From that moment on, what began to take place is that I started thinking about myself, not from myself, but from the outside, in. Minatsad. Or from above to below, or from the side in, but not looking at me from within into me. Not like that at all. Tnuap nimit zom via eta adam lachush atzmo dahui 
להתבייש. What does this bring a person to feel? Rejected? Embarrassed? להתייחס אל עצמו בזלזול. And to degrade oneself. Do you understand, how, do you understand what he just said over here? This is a very deep concept. He said, from the moment that Adam ate from the, from the tree of knowledge, what did he stop doing? He stopped being. And what did he start doing? Let's give another word. He started... Thinking. Thinking from the outside. Reacting, looking, and processing himself from the outside and not from within. And when that happens, when I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and that's how I look at myself, when I look at myself in the mirror, is that an outer experience of looking at myself or an inner? Outer. And what happens when you're looking at yourself from the outside? Judgment. And immediately. The first thing we do when we look at a, a mirror is we judge whether we like what we see or don't like what we see. But that's constantly happening to ourselves about thoughts as well, not just visuals. We think about ourselves like that all the time. From the outside, in. This happens all the time. This began when Adma Rishon ate from the tree. How do we know this? That's how man started to see himself also, from the side. And what, what was the chiddush that he brought to the world right after he ate and began looking at himself from the side? Shame and embarrassment came into the world. From that moment on, being naturally, being natural, conducting myself in the most natural way, namog. Namog means like melted away. Started fading, started fading away. Now I want to tell you the deepest Torah in the world. The Ishbitzer says, the, the Meshulech says this, it is so deep. He says that the sin of Adam Arishon was not the eating from the tree of, uh, of knowledge. The real sin was that he thought that after you eat from the tree of knowledge, that you're done. Meaning the sin was busha. The sin was, you think God is that shallow? That after you make a mistake, that, that you become the mistake? That's real sin. That's real sin. The real avera in this world, in the panemius of it, there shouldn't be a hat there, by the way. I want you to hear it from the deepest depths, not from the outside. From the outside, it's like, oh, he said that. Our averas aren't really averas, just the, the guilt is, is the avera. Obviously, that's kindergarten. But what I'm saying to you is like, is, you know, university of, of, of Hasidic stuff. It means like this. What is, it, what is, it, what is an Avera? What does the word mean, Michal? Avarta. That means you crossed over to somewhere else. An Avera, where you cross over to somewhere else, where are you crossing from? From in to out. That's, an, that's a real Avera. I'm crossing over, If you do an Avera, Khalila, but inside you know it's not what you wanted to do, and the Ribbon loves me, and I'm going to do it better and better and better, it's not really, at the end, 
you realize it wasn't really an Avera like we understand Averot. A real Avera, a real Avera, is when you're conscious of the fact that the way that you start thinking about yourself is similar to the way that Adonai Rishon started experiencing himself and thinking about himself after he ate from the tree of knowledge. We started hiding. And he started, and, and Busha was brought into the world. Kind of. I'm just wondering then how to stay focused on realizing where the Bifli. Like, if I, that's that's basically. Like, if you're, you know, yell at your kid and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, that's not better. Okay, I made a mistake. I know I don't want to talk it's to bad, It's bad, right. It's bad. I'm working on myself. I'm right. trying. Right. As opposed to, I'm yelling at you because you did bad, and that's the way parenting is. So, yeah, it's, this, is, this, this is a language over here, what we're trying to discover is a language of exactly of your question. You know, that's your question. The question is, wait a second, so, so how do I not run to, how do I, this is going to sound crazy, how do I fix the chet of Adam Arishon? That's really what... Also, when does it begin? Because all, you know, it doesn't... He, he, he's going he's gonna, he's gonna to speak about this right now, actually. About that question. Look, Kodem Achet, Kodem Achet, I had a goof meuchadim apnimiut. Before the sin, the body, the body, the physicality was united and one with the pnimius. What's pnimius? Neshama. So, Ketinok Taho, Shemadua Yidvayesh. Like, why, why should a baby ever have busha? Why should a baby have embarrassment? Madua Yidvayesh. It was always clear this whole world was created for Am Yisrael in the image and in the template of a Yid, a soul and a body. Like, like us. This world wasn't created for us to see as being bodies and just walking souls. For that, you have Shemaim, you have Malachim. This world, was met, this world, in its purpose, was meant for people with bodies to live in harmony. That's actually the purpose, right? I know that doesn't sound like a chiddush. It's, a, it's an amazing chiddush to many people. That the world as we see it, that's the way, that's, the way, that's what it was intended. Not, it was like we, we have this feeling of like, God created man, we messed up, and then we're, we're just struggling to be the best type of human beings that are always going to err. They're always going to be bad. Zilokacha. That's bichlal not it. Like David Sachs likes to mention all the time, if Gan Eden was so perfect before man was even involved in any Mishigas, then what in the world was a snake doing there? <laughs> Who created that snake? Us and our Averas? Our ego tells us, our, our messed up, twisted ego tells us that we created the snakes in our life. And it's such Sheker, because if you just look at, look at the Pesukim, then you start dashing, no, in Mugdam Mucha Bataira, really... This is the right? You could be such a self-persecuted yid that I'll I'll i the drush of saying in Mugdam Mukhar Torah that there's no chronological integrity to the Torah. Really, the snake only showed up after man ate from the tree of knowledge. It was us that brought the snake. No, Shmendrik, the snake is what told you. The snake is the one that introduced you to the tree of knowledge. Who placed the snake in there? You? No. But again, what he's trying to say over here, this world, the way we are right now, with human, as human beings, with a body and a soul, it was intended for us to perceive godliness 
and to live in the ultimate state of oneness, kacha, kmo shanachnu achshav, meaning in this, in this template, right? One time Rabbi Nachman was speaking about Yerushalayim to his chassidim, Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim. So one of his, and he was speaking about the beauty of Yerushalayim. So one of his chassidim, I don't remember, I don't think it was Rabbi Nassim, I don't think it was one of the other Talmidim, said, Rabbi, you're, you're talking, like, Yerushalayim Shalmala? Like, that's what you're talking about? He said, no, I mean Yerushalayim with its, with its apartments, with its buildings, with its parks, with its streets. Here, this world. Right? Now look, look back in here, this is very deep. A baby does not need, I mean, they need it because they make it cold, but they, generally speaking, a, a child who's doesn't, who hasn't gotten lost and confused in this whole thing. The best look is they get baby with kids naked. He's saying because they haven't yet entered that realm of busha, <coughs> of covering, of Even covering up. They do. It's our job to teach them privacy, respect, as opposed to busha. But that's a big difference. It's huge. It's no, but that's the secret of, I think the, like, the secret of the penis of sneers for, for girls is, not, is, to, is exactly that nekuda. Bina and I talk about this all the time. What's that? What you just said. It's just the difference of tznihut and, and covering up because it's yours and it's private as opposed to the embarrassment. Busha, yeah. But it's a world of a difference. En beged ki en busha. Ach, garam achet. But what did sin cause? Shaneshama teora mebita milemala ala gufa koshel. What did sin cause? That our soul is like observing us from above, looking down at, uh, at our bodies and saying, oh, hey. you messed up again. Two different entities. There's me, the body that does things in this world. There's this soul that sometimes is in the driver's seat, but sometimes I don't let it be in the driver's seat and it messes things up. And then my vision of the full picture of me is my soul from above looking, being like, oh, never, and like apologizing on my behalf to Hashem. I tried, but he didn't listen even though it's the same person, you realize what I'm talking about. That's sometimes the imagery we have of ourselves. The neshama apologizing to God, not asking for mechila, because then neshama doesn't do any averas, the body does. Say, I'm sorry, I tried, he just, he, he just, he just wouldn't let go of it, he wouldn't listen. And then we get so full of shame and embarrassment that we begin to hide. We do the same thing Adam Rishon does. We hide. Huh? Soled means, no, means to... Lislod, uh, it's like a... Huh? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like I'm... I'm I think, it, no, no, you know, it's right. I'm, I get disgusted with me, so what's, what am I going to do? I'm going to start hide as, a, as another identity or something else or hide behind a million things. If Kluger said to us last week, you can't even hide. Remember what he said? What's that? You can hide in the base medrash. You know, one of the greatest things, I think I shared this with you, that Ravinder used to do to certain guys in the, in the yeshivas that he'd throw them out. The greatest learners at a certain point when they started hiding... And he could see they were hiding in there. He threw them out. 
It was unbelievable. It's like, these are the guys that actually were learning. These are the guys that actually did come to Sdarim. But at a certain age, it was a certain time, and he, and he threw them out. He, Ravinder was so sharp with this Indian. So he says, and we're just going to do one, one last paragraph. Ze klal pashut. Kodem achet, ulachar achet, enam shinuyim bazman. These are not differences on a time level. Ela shnei matzavim hakayamim tamid banefesh. These are two experiences that are simultaneously taking place in our souls, as we're, in, our, in our experience in this world, as we speak. Like when we read it in the Torah, there's like, oh, there's before the sin, then there's a skuva that's after the sin. Which one are we, Rav Kluger says? Both. We're both right now. These are two experiences that are taking place simultaneously. That's the, that's the real chatterbox. That's the real mishagas that's happening inside of us. The only thing is, but the matzav, what you asked for, kodemachet, when it, there's no need for busha, ganuz yoter. It's more concealed. And it must be redeemed, it must be extracted and revealed. But that world of busha that we find ourselves very much, that place of self-detest and disgust and not being able to look at myself, that piece is always there and is always revealed. I don't have to work hard on extracting that piece. That's always in front of me. That I always see. I usually relate to that much more easily. Right? That's the other one. The matzav of kodemachet that still exists in me. I'm not always, always embarrassed. But those moments, like we described before, when you have shalvata nefesh, when you were consumed by one big thought and feeling that made you feel so proud to be you, those moments are much more rare than the other moments which are la'acharachet. And the avodah is detecting the moments in my life that represent kodemachet. I always say, pin drop. Whatever you have to do to make drop a pin right there. Drop a pin right there. Because you're gonna you're gonna deny its existence in a few minutes. You're not gonna you're gonna deny it. You're gonna be like that was just that that was just a fleeting one. That wasn't real. Um, and you have to pin drop and then you do another pin drop, another pin drop, and the more the moments like that take place, the more that I manage connect the line with all the dots, and that becomes hopefully what we call Mamash yetzia migalut legeula. That's mamash yetzia migalut legeula. Kasher yudim megalem mitocho he'ara. When a yid is able to reveal from within himself this he'ara, this enlightenment. Haveyomer shemit nutzetzet mitocho dargat kodem achet agnuzah bepnimiyuto. What he's basically saying is when you have those moments, when you have shalvat nefesh, when you have serenity in the soul, and you're one with your thought about yourself and your feeling about yourself, drop a pin. You know what it's called? It's called before the sin. And before the sin means before Adam ate from the tree. You can also call that moment an Eitzachayim moment, if you want. Whatever, whatever works for you, but that's really what it is. It's an Eitzachayim moment. You just become so 
melukad, you become, you become completely, what's the right word for melukad? Afuch. Melukad means alakati, I gathered in everything together, and now it's all weaved together. Sorry? Yes, fully integrated, the whole, the whole, the whole picture, fully integrated um, from, from all of me. And I end up living a different life. I'm not looking at myself anymore from the side. I become one unit to serve my Creator. The all of me. The all of me becomes one with serving my, my Creator. Beram. Mi shenaasa nafol be'etiyoshil chet mit'orerot bo habata minatzad u'kedilalam. But the opposite happens, is that right after, I, I, not after I made a mistake, we make mistakes all the time, but right after I made a mistake and that begins to dictate to me who I am, I lose that moment and I start looking at myself from the side or from above, but I don't look at myself from within. And next week, Bezrat Hashem, we're going to have an invite, Lama Ta'amot Bachutz, come inside the house. Why? And we're gonna we're gonna continue to develop this this beautiful beautiful mama. Just a, a quick note: this Sunday morning there won't be the regular shear, but there really will be the shear because basically everything we've been learning on Sunday mornings connects to what we're what we're having here this Sunday morning upstairs. You saw the flyers and everything. It's gonna be a very important morning of the of the holy righteous tzaddikot from Bayadaim Shalano that are putting together another event which I believe in with all my heart and soul about Avodah Ivrit, um, and that's going to be Sunday morning, 9 o'clock upstairs. So the cheer, probably an hour and a half, maybe two hours, probably like an hour and a half whole thing. And of course, there'll be nash, there'll be food. So Yeah, yeah, so no, therefore it's a no-brainer. All right, good Shabbos, everyone.